0: Yes, people, what's happening? And welcome to the Frankie Allen Podcast. You are here with your host, Will Cranny, alongside the UK's most feared comedian. Frankie Allen, back again in the studio on a, a glorious Friday afternoon. How are you doing today, good?
1: Back again in the studio. The weather's been very unpredictable this week. Been raining, stormy, windy. Then all of a sudden, suddenly like today, goes sunny. So it's not that sunny. It's it's nice. It's a nice day. It's Sunny, but it's not that warm. So we're inside now anyway, doing this.
0: Yeah, buddy. Uh, I know what you're like when the sun's out. So you're keen to get in the garden.
1: Aren't you? I like sitting out in the garden. Yeah. Have you been out in the garden today? No, not today. No. Uh, would you be though if if we weren't doing this now? If it was a bit sunnier, I don't think it's really whether you can lie out in is it okay and uh, you've just been
0: saying you're enjoying your,
1: your orange squash the Jason orange Skipper squash that orange we've got squash, to Jacob Scott yeah. here at the podcast studio, is fantastic and it's one of the best orange squashes that I've tasted orange juice that I've tasted for a long time
0: yeah well, are you into because you don't drink people might not know that Frankie yeah. doesn't
1: drink like okay, do you,
0: when do you stop drinking it's
1: gotta be 15 years 20 any, years ago, any something.
0: reason beyond that like
1: like everybody else, you know, I was drinking and drinking a little bit too much. One of the main reasons was when I was traveling around the UK on my own mm. in a car, you just can't afford to drink anything at all because anyone who travels in the UK will know if you've got a registration plate on your car that's some not the town that you're in, you will get stopped. I used to get stopped a lot, you know. You had the so driver at
0: one point, didn't you? That was a long time ago. Mm. Yeah,
1: 20 years ago. I used to have a driver. But. Drivers get fed up driving you. I'd rather drive myself. So just stop drinking and it's very depressing as well the next day, isn't it? I used to drink. If you got drunk the next day you'd feel, you'd wake up, you'd really feel ill for yeah. a couple of days so. Especially if you've been
0: on stage. I mean, some people will know this, maybe we're artists listening, but people who've never been on stage before, they might not understand the adrenaline rush and kind of like the crash you get afterwards. Like, you know, can you fill people in a little bit on that and then
1: Well, look, when you're on stage Anybody who's out there who's an artist, a singer or a comedian or someone in a band, even a vent acting or ventriloquist or whatever, anybody who's on the stage, when you're on the stage, you're running on adrenaline. And um, I've actually studied all this. And what happens is you become an alter ego of yourself. You've, you kind of develop into another personality because you're not in a normal environment where you're just having a one-to-one with a person in a shop or someone in your family, you've got hundreds of people in front of you, you're basically telling a story, you're telling lies really, you're telling gags, it's not the truth, it's an act and um, because of the kind of intensity of the situation, you and an audience, you're trying to make them laugh, you're feeding off their laughter, if they don't laugh, you feel lousy then you don't tell the next gag as well as you did. So then the audience feel it and they kind of move further away from you. So it's a bit of a game thing and it's it's full of tension. And um, I think that causes the surge of of adrenaline, just like being a mountain climber or an astronaut or something. So when you actually finish at the end of the night and you come home, your body's still full of adrenaline. So sometimes it's very hard to sleep. Okay. Because... You're lying on the bed 2, 3 in the morning, 4 in the morning when you get in and part of you still feels as though you're on stage. So it takes a long time, a couple of days to come down.
0: And obviously if you have a drink when that you're flat like that,
1: it was affecting you in terms of... That's why an awful lot of rock stars and things, singers, people who are really big time, international, worldwide stars, they all turn to drugs. Okay. And the reason that they turn to drugs, you know, all the kind of like bands in the 60s and 70s, a lot of them died of drugs, didn't they? What it is, you get a big high. It's like Tina Turner said, when she goes out on stage, makes love to 20,000 people, then goes home alone. Yeah. You know, you look at anyone who, who performs in a stadium, like a big rock band or a big international singer, you're entertaining thousands of people Obviously, your adrenaline level is going to be through the roof, the excitement level. Then you go home to just like a hotel room with a chair and a table. People just can't handle it. Yeah, 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 So a lot of people turn to drugs to try to get the high back again. That's the only thing where you get a similar high. So most of the people that entertain you, you know, most of the people you'll see that are in bands, uh, groups and singers and, Comics, you know, a lot of them turn to drugs. Yeah,
0: interesting. So obviously, uh, that's not what you're about. But you used to have a bevy at the shows.
1: Yeah, look, you know, I'm not an angel.
0: No, I'm just curious because people probably think, "Fucking hell, you're a working class fella yeah. like them." I have a drink. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. And socially, but to, for someone to cut it cold turkey, you'd probably think that you had like a fucking alcohol problem or something at one point. But you just decided one day swerve it did you used to get pissed when you were on when you were well a children, it's then? a little
1: bit more than that really i mean i've always been nervous a very nervous person i've had mental health problems where i've had anxiety and depression and things so for a few years i was on medication you know to kind of slow my brain down in a way you know mm-hmm. kind of um i was on prozac yeah. so that slows you down and that doesn't really mix with drink you know you can't really drink on it if you drink it'll just send you a bit crazy so no I mean, I made a conscious decision just to stop and it's great in a way because many, many times I've been stopped in my car. You know, remember once I stopped down in Wales and when the police down in Wales, North Wales, are down by Rill, mm. when they see a Liverpool registration, BMW like my car, fucking hell, they think, great, here's a guy who's come down, he must be dropping drugs off. <laughs> yeah. It's the first thing they say mm. when they see a Liverpool registration. So they pull me over and uh, where have you been? What have you been doing? When you say I've been a comic, here's the card. You know, the, the address of the club i have been on. This is from the agency I work for. I was uh, I was the comic tonight at so the Gronin Social Club in Preston. Read all that to them, they're kind of stunned. And they always say at the end, you know, because you don't like going away without getting something. You've got to get something for stopping you. So they always say, when was the last time you had a drink? So when you say, I don't drink, kind of stuns them and okay. they, they never ask to, they never say, well, blow it. okay, I'll breathalise you. Because okay. they've, be, they've been embarrassed and they don't want to be further embarrassed. If you confidently say, I could have been drunk when yeah. I got stopped, number of times I've been stopped. And they say, when was the last time you had a drink? And I always say, I think it was when my mum died, it was about, you know, in 1988, I don't drink. Then they go, okay, and they just go, you know, <laughs> kind of like tail between the legs. I mean, I don't agree with anyone drink driving, but uh, yeah, certainly if you move around the UK on your own in a car, there will be times when you'll get stopped just because your, your registration will be flagged up someone from hundreds of miles away and the police are thinking, if it's a lorry, you're driving a big truck or a cement mixer, a removal van, whatever, great. Mm. But if you're driving a private car and you're 300 miles away from where the car's registered three o'clock in the morning, that's an alarm bell so ringing. kind
0: yeah. is the main reason why you swerved it. I'm just curious because of driving yeah. or because of of as you said, like mixing it. Well, with the, the anxiety batons.
1: didn't like mixing the drinks with the, the you know the medication I was taking for anxiety, but also when people say you can have a drink and the next day you're okay, you're not. You know, even these fellows who smoke weed and things. <laughs> the yeah. police have got these uh, tests now when they stop you. I, I was speaking to a guy when we were up in Spenny Mall last year. We done a show up in. Um, the northeastern speaking to this guy. Any more whereabouts is that Newcastle. That was the it, it, it's Durham round there. That's the Bishop one, Auckland. Bishop Auckland. Yeah. Where the crowd,
0: all okay, the lads yeah, ran yeah, towards it. the stage and oh the lad got done didn't he?
1: The lad got done. Yeah and yeah, the lad yeah. who run it got done and now he got done he was telling me that uh he'd had a bit of coke at the weekend. <laughs> he'd had a couple <laughs> of lines. Fucking hell. I'm just like
0: I'm la- I'm laughing about yeah fair enough obviously this podcast goes out to, to people who'll It'll be on that, but yeah. I'm just pissing myself because I'm thinking we're in this boss studio setup and all the rest yeah. of it. And uh, you know, most people are coming on going, Oh yeah, so our sponsor this week is so-and-so. Yeah. And we're sitting there like that, and we're saying, Yeah, we were down with the lads, and
1: you know, we'd had a bit of coke the night before. Look, the fella was just one of the lads, you know, he'd had a line, yeah. Fucking big deal. He'd had a couple of lines on the Sunday night. Went home and went to bed, got up the next morning to go to work. Mm. Eight o'clock in the morning, hadn't really had a drink, just had a stripe. <laughs> and then he's driving to work, the police stopped him, A kind of a routine stop, breathalyzed him. He said it. he
0: had like four ton in his pocket or something as well, though. He said it looked a bit
1: bangers. Or whatever it was, I can't remember the details, but I know they pulled out this mad thing, like a test for drugs, and when he blew it, it was fucking like sky high. Yeah. And the copper went, fucking cocaine. Uh, yeah. and, he, and he got banged. So
0: just out of curiosity, though, I mean, I'm, I'm just interested for myself and I'm sure people are interested. It will be interesting who listen to this and watch this. Yeah. Um. You know, obviously you haven't had a drink for that long. Have you? Did you ever used to get pissed on stage in there?
1: I've been drunk on stage a few times and it's no good really because – you kind of lose all your time and your coordination, even your charisma, you're just not the same. Is this you know, when you were a young kid? like? No, not really. I no. remember Steve Eaton, you know, um, Steve Eaton, a friend of mine, he runs a pub. Good mates of mine runs a pub in Manchester in Hattersley. Yeah. And um, good mates of um, Ricky Atten, very good friend, close friend of Ricky Atten. And uh, I was up doing his pub and he was coming over all the time. Frankie, have a drink, have a drink. And I was having, somebody was driving me at the time. And I just remember realizing I'd had too much. Then I had another brandy, something else. I went on stage and I was just no good. Yeah, crap. Crap, yeah.
0: Okay, sounds. So, yeah, that that's your. Uh, yeah. Well, that's my question answered anyway. So Stevie why-
1: Heaton, any Manchester lads will know him. He's up at the uh, Hare Hill Tavern. So, I hope it reopens next week. I'll go and see him, Stevie, up a hill in Hasseslea.
0: He's a good lad. So on that note, we were talking about a sponsorship earlier. There's no sponsor for this podcast as of right now, but if you do want to sponsor the podcast, feel free to get in touch with us. The links will be below in the bio. And whilst there is no sponsor, if you want to support the channel, you can do it with the link. Buy me a coffee in the link below, in the description or in the show notes. Or if you want to support Frankie in a cool way, you can buy a memo
1: from Frankie, which is basically what Frankie? A memo from Frankie (laughs) Allen is either a greeting for your birthday or, you know, an anniversary or whatever, or to your missus or... A video message, basically. A video message, you know. I can even propose to your bird for you if you want. (laughs) Anything like that, but no one's ever asked me to do that. Yeah. 99.9.9% recurring is... Lads, come on. They want me to savage their mates.
0: Yeah, so we'll just give you a little example of it. So basically, memo... Much like Cameo, Frankie's on both platforms. You can go on either app. You can type in Frankie Allen and um, you can basically pay for a video message. And yeah. that message comes back to you within a week, but we usually try and get it to you within a couple of days. 24-hour delivery if you want to get that. And there is an option to do it for your business. But let's say the message will come through, and it'll come through like yeah. this, Frank. I, uh, um, My name's Dave, and okay. I've got a best mate called Joe, and he's dead fat and uh, he smells, yeah. and uh, we've been telling him all week to get a wash, but he won't wash, and he won't exercise, okay. and he's walking around the house with a big belly. So out, what basically, we get that through. It comes yeah. through to your phone or my phone. We record the message back, and the message is along the lines of, what will
1: you say? So the guys called Dave and the message is from Joe? Uh, yeah, either or. It doesn't matter. I just come on and go, Dave, <laughs> this is Frankie Allen the UK's most feared comedian, been speaking to Joe, told me a little bit about you. I believe you're a big fat cunt. (laughs) Get yourself together, you fat twat. No wonder you can't get a fucking beard. Imagine you shagging a beard. It'd be just like trying to get a marshmallow in a money box. You fat cunt. You got knocked over during the fuel strike. When you said to the fellow, why didn't you see me? He said, see ya." I didn't have enough petrol to go round you, you stupid fat cunt. And you're a smelly, dirty cunt. You're a scruffy, dirty bastard. The safest place to hide money in your house is underneath the soap. You're a filthy fat cunt. Get yourself together before it's too late, you fucking big, horrible, humpty-dumpty fucking lump.
0: <laughs> Belter. Uh,
1: Jacob's pissing himself here off, off camera. Uh, yeah, so basically... That that's that's
0: what it's all about. And if you want to get a personalised video message like that from Frankie Allen, feel free. The link will be in the description or in the show notes. That was that was one of the best I've seen you do. That
1: really, yeah, yeah, it was decent. And You're getting was,
0: good at it, aren't you?
1: Getting good, and that was a fictitious one. Really, there's no one called Joe that's asked for or anybody who's got to make call Dave. Now I might be able to splice this and send it to them. <laughs> yeah, they might be able to. But... so you've done us out of a few quid. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? What was it going to say? Basically, we had
0: a look at these video messages in the first place, celebrity video messages, and you were on there. And we were looking at the type of people who were doing them and, and they just come on and go like, Hi, yes, um, I'd like to wish you a happy birthday. Hope you have a great day. Many happy
1: yeah. returns of the day. <laughs> yeah. And I, the, I hope the tennis lesson went went well, Vic.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I know
1: your bird's still getting shagged behind your back <laughs> in the tennis club, you stupid-looking fucking dickhead. While- while you're working for buttons in, in an office. Yeah. <laughs>
0: anyway, anyway. We see, we hear, we saw the messages that were very, very kind of like I don't know, they were very, they were very above board, weren't they? Very and we above board. We found a fella called Gilbert Gottfried, based in America. I'm sure people know he is. He's well, famous Well I'll tell a story he? about this,
1: Gilbert Gottfried, because it's kind of me you discovered him really. What it is, there's an American comedian called Gilbert Gottfried. And anybody who's ever watched any of these roasts, there's a roast. It's kind of um, a tribute to... They've done one with Donald Trump and various people. They're in the studio and six or seven stars come on, celebrities, mm. and they savage them, they ribbon them, they get up on a platform, they stand, you know, behind this microphone and they're on a plinth and they have a go at them, they call them every name they can think of. But there's one guy... Um, Called Gilbert Gottfried, he's an American comic and he's got a very strange way of speaking. Talk like that. Mm-hmm. So he comes and he's got he's got um they were savage in David Hasselhoff. <laughs> the roast but, of David Hasselhoff, yeah. They roasted David Hasselhoff. He's having a go with him. But when Gottfried got on, instead of roasting Hasselhoff, he got um, he had to go Pamela Anderson. Yeah. Now, Pamela Anderson was sitting there, you know, she's from Baywatch, she was sitting there, blonde hair and all that, skirts up her ass. So he said, he come on, he went, I'm going to tell you a joke. Listen to this fucking joke. I may as well tell her. So yeah. he goes, David Hasselhoff is walking on the beach and he finds the fucking lamp, he rubs the lamp and a genie pops out. He said, give me three wishes. And he went... Okay, my first wish, a million dollars. He gives him a million dollars. He said, what's your second wish? He said, give me a fucking big yard. He gives him a big, what's your third wish? I want you to make Pamela Anderson's vagina tight again. And the genie said, I, I can't do that. <laughs> no one, no one in the fucking universe can make Pamela Anderson's vagina tight again it's too fucking late it's too big it can never be tightened and yeah. she's sitting there taking it fucking horrified yeah and everyone is just fucking falling about yeah pissing themselves she wasn't happy at all she was fuming yeah. and she keeps going when they zoom in she goes what the fuck what the fuck <laughs> what does he mean what does he mean but then he won't let up and he keeps going so he said let me get to another fucking genie and ask him and i grabbed the genie came out can you be? no 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 a thousand times no i cannot make pamela anderson's vagina tight again yeah, so that's Good. what it's all about. That's exactly what he was doing. It was mm. absolutely hilarious, and that's where we got the idea from, of a kind of for me to be this kind of British Gilbert Godfrey oh, in a the, way. The,
0: the, the reason being was because I was explaining to me dad what the celebrity video messages were. Yeah. And we were looking at them, and as I said, every every one of them was really above board. Like, you know, someone coming on saying, "Oh yeah, hi, um, I'd like to wish you all the best," and all best that. wishes,
1: Tony. <laughs> I know you've just graduated, Tony. Yeah. And uh, all the very best to you. You're going on holiday. Have a lovely time in real. Yeah. Y- you and Rebecca, have a lovely time. I know you're going down on the train because you haven't got a car, you fucking tramp. Go and fuck off. Yeah, so fucking hell.
0: So what I'm saying is do you were very above
1: – you're on form today, aren't you? Yes. We? Tony, all the very best. I know you got your own mother sectioned. And she was only thirty-seven. Where she had, she only had a turn in her eye. But you had a section, so you could have the house. You fucking prick. You need a fucking good hiding. And you know your birds a scrubber, don't you? She's with fucking everyone.
0: <laughs> anyway, anyway. You can't wait to get back on the road, Tony. <laughs> Basically, well, <laughs> these video messages were very above board. We found out that Gilbert Godfrey made a quarter of a million dollars in a year off doing video messages. And we were like, well, he's the highest earner in the world off doing these video messages. What does he do? So he comes on. And as my dad's just alluded to, he fucking savages people. So as you said, we came up with the idea. Clearly, you must be allowed to do the same. We asked the companies, is this cool? They were they were cool with you basically savaging people. Yeah, and that's okay. what it's all about. And it's so, very popular. So now. now it's very popular. And they're getting to the crux of it, as I said, there's no sponsor for this podcast. But if you would like to support Frankie and support myself, then
1: you can click buy a memo from Frankie below. Well look, it's great and it's what people want and it's kind of a little piece of my act, is very similar to what I do in the act well. well it's interesting
0: right? because what we found is a lot of the lads that come through, I mean, your core audience now is between 18 and 35. Yeah. Core audience really is between 25 and 30 in it. And the lads that come on, have you noticed a change generationally in sense of humour based on what people react to in a yeah. live show and what memos are like or the cameos are like or whatever comes through?
1: Well, look, you know, I've always, this is kind of like... Uh, put me on a soapbox again about comedy. I knew my style of comedy, even though I wasn't successful for years. Yeah. I knew there's a market for it. I know what makes people laugh. And I particularly know what makes young men laugh. Yeah, but has that changed now? Because we were talking about well, that. It's, it hasn't changed. It hasn't altered since I was a kid. I mean, there's people coming on now, you know, for memos and things that are pissing themselves at being savaged. It's never really gone out of fashion. It's just never yeah, been... but a, the,
0: it's more ruthless now, isn't
1: it? It's a bit more ruthless, but it's, it's not it's not kind of... Um, it hasn't been available. People didn't really know about it. Uh, a lot okay. of people, as we've explained before, a lot of people who come to see my shows, a lot of people get shocked. It's a shock factor because they've never seen anyone like me. Yeah. Although a few years ago, there were quite a few comics like me, but they've all kind of died away or been too scared to do the material or too frightened to pick on people. I mean, don't forget, we're living, it's kind of like... As, as we said before, even with material, we're living in a world, you know, it's a kind of a war, isn't it, with a PC against mainstream, you know, freedom of speech kind of thing. There was, a, there was a thing on the television this morning, one of those morning shows, won't say which one it was, saying the Blackpool have banned lap dancing clubs. There's no lap dancing clubs in Blackpool. Why? Because they say it's, it denigrates the image of a woman. You know, it's fucking terrible. It's disgusting. You know, a lot of the girls that I used to work with in the lap dancing clubs yeah. when I did shows, you know, in the Ex in the City lap dancing clubs, they earned fucking good money, yeah. you know, and they raised kids on it and everything. It's, it's a way, especially nowadays, why are they taking this away? They've got this kind of like idea in their head. There must be social change. But you don't just see the results of what they're doing to people. They're literally taking bread out of people's mouths, you know, the starving people. These poor girls, girls working in lap dancing clubs, this girl was saying, oh, yes, they get burnt with cigarettes, they get beat up. Who the fuck's beat them up? I've been going to lap dancing clubs all my life, working in them. You've got security on, you've got five or six doormen on bouncers, nobody can touch any of the girls. The girls do a dance on a pole, they get paid at the end of the night and they go home. They earn a good living. What the fuck's wrong with it? You know, we're in this culture now where every little aspect of your life is under scrutiny and people are interfering with it all the time, saying, don't say that, don't do that, we'll tell you what to do. Mm. And that's why, you know, I don't want to get into politics again, but that's why Labour Party haven't done very well. They've lost touch totally with the working class people who used to vote for them and they've been taken over by this kind of like um, radical... bourgeoisie, woke way of thinking. And they still can't understand. They've lost three elections. They still can't understand why the electorate, the people of Britain, don't think that the way they think, even when people voted to, to leave Europe, Brexit, they started saying, you didn't know what you were voting for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what the fuck is it all about? Who are these people?
0: Anyway... Let's get off the soapbox and have okay. a laugh again. I was,
1: <laughs> I was enjoying the first part. I like it when you go on tangents, and I'm sure people love yeah, it. But you shouldn't wind me up because you know I've got very strong feelings about that. But to get back to the to, to what I didn't even what mention you was, it, did I? What you were saying about uh, as as people, you know, has it got a bit more ruthless to people like being. savage? <laughs> all I asked was to people, uh, do young people
0: have a? Uh, more ruthless sense of humour, and you started talking about the Labour Party.
1: <laughs> no, and then no, said, yeah, Don't no, wind I'm me no, up. Uh, no, hang on, don't embarrass me again. You're always trying to make a fool of me when we do these. I'm not, you're smashing no, it, go on. Me, I, I I segued into that. I started off about the fact that it's a constant battle between what you can say and what you can't say. Yeah. And it's all political. And like that fella the on, the, on the train
0: yeah. this week. I wasn't even going to mention it, but the, oh, tri- you, it the what's that? Do you know about it, don't you?
1: Oh, of course I do, yeah.
0: So a fella was driving a train and he announced on the train, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, hope you have a, a fantastic journey and all this. And some fella kicked off saying it wasn't inclusive. And it's just, Danny they need people to be more inclusive. It's just unbelievable.
1: You can't believe it. Even going back five years ago, some of these things that have happened, like that thing on the train, if you would have said that, you know, live on television, people would have thought it was a comedy show. You you? Can't, well, it's just unbelievable. It's oh, no, incredible. no,
0: no. But what, what 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 you're saying is it's gone that woke on PC to the point where, like, clearly the driver of the train is not trying to be, like, alienating anyone. He's just trying to be, be Fuck, sound. Fucking just
1: saying, boys and girls,
0: lads and ladies, whatever, you know. Fucking, that's unbelievable, isn't it? Ladies and gentlemen's banned. You can't say ladies and gentlemen. In a, you in can't a say
1: ladies and gentlemen. No. Why?
0: Because it's, you know, it's not inclusive, they say. So what do you say? What's happening? <laughs> I mean, that's what I say. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Mad isn't it. Anyway, but anyway, off off the uh, we'll get off the soapbox now and back to normality. Something that I was buzzing off this week that I think is really cool, and we always talk about our. You know, you've been shocked over the last 12 months to the amount of people who've been sending messages through and stopping you in the street. And we keep getting stopped all the time, which is fucking unbelievable. And like, thank you to anyone who stops us because it's really sound. And if you do see any of us knocking around, uh, probably recognize Frank a lot more than you will me. But still say hello and say what's happening. It's it's always cool to to see some people who watch the stuff. Um, But you got stopped this week by 16 year old lads. Is that right? Did yeah, you get well, a shot? That by was that good? Yeah. It
1: was kind of uh, strange, really. I was just in a cafe, or outside a cafe, I should say, sitting outside with a mate of mine, young Dave, as uh, probably not young Dave from the vlogs and the uh, whatever. And we just sitting outside. I saw these two, kids. it was in West Derby in Liverpool, and these two kids, must have about 15 or 16, in school uniform young boys came along. The fella said, Frankie Allen, I said, yeah, I said, uh, can we have a picture? And so I didn't really know. I had a fan base of 15 year olds. But apparently I have with this TikTok thing. Oh, is that what he said? No, he didn't say TikTok, but I'm presuming it's yeah, TikTok. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm on to. Well, to be fair, you've got about 700 followers on TikTok and I haven't even posted anything. So I'm going to have to get on that. Get on to TikTok and it a, might blow up, yeah. Is Fucking hell, you're the one leading the boat here telling us to uh, get on TikTok with you. Mm. How our times have changed.
1: Oh, what the fuck's this? What do you mean? What are you going on about how times have
0: changed? Like, I'm, what I'm saying is, you never even used to know what social media it is. Now you're telling me to up yeah. me TikTok game.
1: Only because I've looked on TikTok and I've seen there's a lot of stuff on. Of you? Yeah. Is there actually? You sent it to me, Will? Oh, uh, all those little clips that the fella had put up. Yeah. Yeah,
0: fair enough. Anyway, tour shows flying out. Um, Let's talk about, this might be irrelevant by the time that this podcast goes yeah. out, but today... It's Friday the 14th of May when we're recording this. Okay. This podcast is going to following Sunday. We've heard today that Boris Johnson is going to do an announcement tonight. And his announcement, I think, yeah. is going to be to reassure everyone that there's not going to be a lockdown and everything's going to be cool. Okay. What they've decided to do is basically, do you know anything about this Indian COVID variant?
1: I know quite a bit about it, yeah. Go on, tell me what you know. What it is, is obviously from India, and it's a variant of COVID-19. Um... From what I can gather, what I've read, what I've heard on the radio and what's on the TV, it's not, you know, it's still susceptible to the vaccine. It's still killed by the vaccine just like the like the normal virus. Mm. It's a bit of a variant. It may spread a little bit quicker than the Kent virus, which is the one we've got in the UK now. Um, but it can be eradicated. I don't know why everyone's panicking. All it was, before they went into lockdown and stopped all the flights coming from India, because, I mean, God help anyone in India, the, the place, they're having a terrible time. People mm-hmm. are dropping dead in the street like flies. What they've done, they allowed people to fly in for a couple of weeks before they stopped the flights. And I think people have come back from India, visiting relatives and things, and they brought uh, the virus back. So I think what they may do is the hotspots were the virus is kind of replicating Bolton and Blackburn. They may try local lockdowns or they're doing surge testing. That's
0: what I was going to say to you. Apparently, what they're going to do is just go in, surge test. If anyone doesn't
1: know what that is, basically means they just fucking pull up and test everyone. Test everyone in Blackburn, everyone in Bolton and vaccinate everyone in Bolton and everyone in Blackburn. Then that'll be great then. And then there'll be no transmission. No one will transmit the virus because they won't have it. And they're saying that they're going
0: to Bring vaccines forward. Look, by the way, this is the last we're going to speak about COVID because we always get warriors in the comments saying, yeah. oh my God, it's a pandemic and all that. Listen, like whatever you just yeah. want to, you know, that's your opinion, whatever. I'm not saying we've got an opinion either or. What I'm saying is, fucking
1: hell, just chill out. Everyone's trying to get on with the lives. They're not the last, are they? Well, nobody, to be honest with you, look, there's been a terrible disruption to people's lives and everyone's fed up of the fucking name COVID. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear it anymore. Yeah. So let's just see what happens. Fuck it off. Anyway,
0: Tour sales are flying back on stage. We're going to be back on stage three weeks today. Okay, um, it's that the Blackpool yeah, show? if yeah. anyone's listening, uh, 5th of June, if the tickets are still available, you'll be able to get them for the 5th of June. Yeah. But as of right now, I think we've got 100 left. They should be gone in the next couple of days. Okay. Is it your first ever theatre show?
1: No, I've worked in theatres before. Yeah. I worked with Jamie Summers, the singer-comedian, worked with him at... Uh, The Epstein Theatre in Liverpool a couple of years ago, it was a charity event called Walking With Giants for these poor kids who had this syndrome. You know, they're only small and they look kind of old. Um, Yeah, I've done a show there. So I've worked in theatres, but obviously it was the first Frankie Allen show I'll do in a theatre, yeah. Brilliant. That show capacity, though, will be smaller
0: than the one we're going to do here.
1: Oh, was, yeah. Um,
0: does, Does it like, do you feel
1: cool about it? I'm just sorry that we've got no shows before it. To kind of practice Ah, out on, you know. Do
0: you want me to try and do something behind closed doors?
1: Well, yeah, if you can. Okay. It needs a bit of a run through with someone.
0: Okay, sounds. Yeah. What if we even say to people like, okay, we'll put a show on and it's only 50 tickets and it's first come, first serve. We'll do that somewhere. Let's do that. You're up for it? Of course I am, yeah. Okay, and I'll put them on sale and just say like in 10 days time or something. So if you're watching this, I might even just do like a 30, Frankie Allen
1: Unplugged. Kind of thing, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. just, a, just a, a really, really... Just so I can get back in the swing of actually doing a live show. So obviously you'll be there, and you might be able to say, oh, you he were no good, don't drop that routine or yeah, yeah, anything yeah. at all. Yeah. But to be thrown after 18 months of not working, thrown to the lions on a show in a theatre, it's going to
0: be difficult. Especially when you've never really done yeah. theatres before. Yeah. But I understand your concerns. So, um yeah, all the, all the shows are flying. I'm really, really you know, quite enthused by that. And, like, you seem like a little bit cheerier in your spirit. Are you buzzing to your back?
1: Yeah, it's been a long haul, hasn't it? I mean, the first few months of lockdown, I started thinking, you were watching the TV and people were talking about, in the long term, this fella came on, he said, this lasts any length of time. People will have mental problems. And I thought, well, what a load of rubbish, you know. All right, you're off for a few weeks. But it has lasted so long, you know, a ridiculous time really. People are beginning to get very depressed and anxious and things. And you can't really see a way out. I'll be glad to get a couple of shows behind us, make me feel more confident that we're getting back to normal.
0: Brilliant. So first show back, eager to go, Blackpool. And um, you know, if you do want to come to any Frankie Allen shows, the link will be in the description. So yeah, buzzing off this podcast so far. You seem to be on form today. What's What's been happening? How have you spent your day? Why are you in such a great mood? Well, not
1: really. Just done the normal things. I went, met Dave up in West Arby, had a coffee Go with right, him. So wait there, fill people in nothing. foot right from top yeah. to bottom.
0: What's your day looked like? I'm just curious. I woke
1: up early, had something to eat, take away, bacon sandwich, coffee, came back home, watched a bit of TV, then went to meet Dave, my mate, young Dave, went to meet him in West Arby and then we had a coffee there. Then I came up here, nothing really, I've done nothing. Just chilling out, anything going on this weekend? No, there's nothing going on. It's no? Just, yeah, just quiet. Anything
0: going on over the next couple of weeks? or?
1: Well, no, just looking forward to the show, just waiting on the show, that's all. If we can get a show before you know, where we can rehearse, that'd be great. Or so even if we just get a rehearsal room or something. you know.
0: What, what could we do in a rehearsal room, do you reckon? don't know. Is it? I'd rather
1: do a live show with a bit of a crowd. Of some yeah, kind of yeah, crowd, yeah. smaller one. Mm-hmm.
0: Ideally, how many people?
1: Whatever you can get. Well, I don't know, 40, 50, that'd be great, yeah.
0: It sounds okay. Just on another note, I wanted to say a massive thank you to people who have been messaging me this week. Um, we've had a lot of comments of people who are saying, you know, uh, during the bleak times, I was always tuning into the live videos, which if anyone doesn't know, we do a live video on YouTube and on Facebook on a Monday night at 7 p.m. At one point, we were doing those Monday, Wednesday, and Friday every week. And we didn't realize at the time, but it seemed to have helped a lot of people. Um, it certainly helped you as well. It helped
1: you? a lot of people get through... The, uh, the lockdown, people really fed up and cheesed off. They couldn't go out. So if you can't go out, obviously anything that you can watch on a TV that's interesting or anything on your phone, and they can interact with us, which is a lot better than watching something on the telly. So I didn't realise, but it helped me. It was something for me to look forward to. And with the memos as well, it was kind of like working. Yeah. It's like doing a show, like coming here today in the studio, doing this podcast is like put on a par with doing a show in a... Club on a par field. i'm not on a par but it's something isn't it you know yeah i'm entertaining yeah yeah. i've yeah. got a mic in front of me i'm speaking yeah so you know you can kind of like equate it with that yeah
0: yeah certainly um and what i what made me think about that is basically a lot of people were saying you know during the bleak times you helped us out blah 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 and you know they're massively appreciated but the tone of everyone was i'm back at work now or You know, thanks, you helped me out in in the dark times, but now we seem to be coming to the end of this. Now, as I said, we're not going to talk about COVID and all that shit anymore, but there's countries that you can go abroad to now. Not that you're going to go abroad. (laughs) But um, it seems to be everyone's a lot more optimistic. Everyone's a lot more positive.
1: Are you? I think a lot lot of people, I mean, uh, obviously a lot of people have been vaccinated. I think the total figure is 50 million, 35 million people who've had the first um, vaccination and 15 million people have the second, so really, and, and you kind of, kind of covered really with the first vaccination. I mean, you got vaccinated yesterday, you know, so it's great. So it makes you feel a lot better, and obviously, the virus can't transmit once people have been vaccinated. So it looks as though, and I feel as though things are getting back to normal slowly. Yeah, don't you? Just the atmosphere, the general atmosphere when you're walking around. Don't forget, it was only a year ago when during the lockdown we had some shows, socially distanced shows to do, and there was very kind of like miserable atmosphere but now it's uh, it's great I'm very optimistic really for the rest of this year and for the future I think things
0: are going to go great Brilliant and as I said massive thank you to anyone who's been sending those messages to so seeing as Frank has got nothing going on this week or has had nothing going yeah. on this week or have you got anything anything that you can pull out the act? because if not we'll talk about what what's new with me and what's been happening
1: with me and you can maybe react to that well, go on, talk about you. I mean, I'm just like, what the fucking hell? This is when people come and stop me in the street and say, Frankie, you know, uh, have a picture and all this. Or somebody stopped me in a fucking shop. I said, what are you doing in here? I said, I, I've come to get a bottle of milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't live in Beverly fucking hills. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm living the same life that I've always fucking lived. Well, I was a bit of a fame through me viral video and I'm doing well on the clubs. But fucking hell, you know, but people's minds it's fucking crazy. So I'm just doing what anybody today in your life, what you've done today, so I've probably done the same thing. I've got up. A bit less. Had a bath, <laughs> had a wash, had a lounge around, a bit less cleaned than up, most done a bit people. of washing, went out, probably done a lot less, yeah.
0: <laughs> nice one. So yeah, I'll fill you in on what I've been up to then. What have you been up to? I've been um I've been reading Matthew McConaughey's new book. Oh yeah, yeah. Are you into Matthew McConaughey?
1: I know Matthew McConaughey. He's a good actor. He's he's a really good actor. But I'm not. I don't really know much about him. Well, he's got this book called
0: Green Lights. Okay. So I don't. I don't. I don't read books. I listen to books. Right. Maybe you'd be into this. I don't know. Okay. Do, you ever, do you read books often?
1: I, I used to read an awful lot, you know, but now I don't really read. I like watching um, forensic detectives and things on the CB. Okay. That's my thing. How yeah. criminals are caught and. DNA and all that stuff, full of all that, yeah. Heavy, I didn't know that, yeah. yeah. Okay,
0: so I, I listen to books all the time. I don't really watch Telly Me, but I listen to books. And I'm my latest book is Matthew McConaughey, it's called Green Lights. Okay, basically, he's written journals for years every day. Um, you write, do you write a journal? Or have you ever written no. one? No, I write one myself. I can't like write or read. Banter. Cool. <laughs> anyway, I, I I I write a journal every day. So there's this Matthew McConaughey guy, but he was explaining about his life. So basically, I'm I'm not that far into it yet, but it's kind of like a biograph. Uh, sorry, autobiographical, based on his memoirs that he's written, and then he's like a bit philosophical about other stuff, and that. that's why it's called Green Light. He talks about if you go down a motorway. You want to hit as many green lights as you can. Okay. So this, like, you, the, the, this is how to hit the green lights, yeah, because he smashed it, I need to be fair to him. Yeah. So he went over to Australia when he was 17. and I was laughing my head off because he's like this proper cool kid in school in America, in Texas. But Texas is a bit like, like kind of- Hillbilly like, kind of. It's a bit like a the, Liverpool vibe though, don't you think?
1: Yeah, to the kind of like- uh, Very working class.
0: It is, yeah. It's a bit yeah. rough, yeah. 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 <laughs> so he's like, he's like the proper, he's like the boy in this in this school, yeah. And he's smashing it, he's getting loads of beds, and he's got this truck, and he's dead good looking, and all the rest of it. And then um, his mum said to him, "What do you want to do? Like, you you fancy doing anything?" He goes, "Well, uh, you know, I'd like to travel." So she goes, "All right, do you want to be a foreign exchange student?" So he based off to Australia, right? This family who meant to be living in Sydney. Yeah but the fella he staying with the family yeah. yeah the fella keeps driving and he what, keeps, what do you mean? he keeps driving and he drives past Sydney yeah yeah and he keeps driving again and he ends up in this village like in the sticks in the middle of nowhere and the fella's just who he's staying with is you know like a host family their son's gone over to live with his mum and dad okay but they, like an exchanger but they're like proper weird to him
1: in what way <laughs> <laughs> to
0: the point where, like, like, the first days there, yeah, he's like just chilling, like having a chat, and the uh, the fella's called like it's called like Derek or something, I think, and he's like, uh, so Matthew, uh, he said he, kept, he kept, he's Australian, this fella, but he keeps speaking in a British accent because it makes him sound like more po- posh, okay? So he says it, uh, right, Matthew? What would you like to cook us tonight? Because you're gonna you're gonna cook us the meal tonight, <laughs> yeah? we <Sure> will <could. laughs> get on this. So he goes, uh, "You like this?" So he goes, "Yeah, uh, what I'm gonna cook you is I'm gonna cook you hamburgers." And then he goes, "Actually, no, I'm not gonna cook you hamburgers. I'm gonna cook you cheeseburgers because the fella who invented hamburger, who invented hamburgers, is a clever guy, but the fella who invented cheeseburgers is a genius, right?" <laughs> Ten minutes later, this fella goes, "Excuse me, can I have a word with you in my office?" So he goes in and like chills with them. <laughs> the fella goes, eh, don't ever speak about cheeseburgers like that. Uh, you can only talk about fine wines and cheeses. Fuck off. Honestly. And he's pro- he's proper weird to him the whole way through, right? And uh, he says one day, listen, um, you, you're going to have to start calling me dad and uh, and mum. Why did he so, just fucking so, bail? You no, know, you won't believe what he did. What? So he keeps saying to himself, it's a cultural difference. It's a cultural difference. And this fella's yeah. just slowly breaking him down and breaking him down. But at the end of the day, he's just a scally from Texas.
1: So how did he get out of the situation?
0: It was the day that he was supposed to leave. What had happened was he goes on a jog in Australia yeah. to the Rotary Club okay. and the Rotary Club organised the foreign exchange stuff.
1: They're all snobs, yeah. Rotary okay. clubs in three three, yeah, okay. in England. So he
0: bursts down to the Rotary Club and he says to the fellow who runs the Rotary Club, listen. I need a new family you know i've really enjoyed living with this yeah. family for six months you know just blags them but could you please find me another host family to live with for the next six couple months, of months because yeah. he's got to stay in australia for a year he signed okay. the contract right so he says the fellow's proper sound and he goes no problem i'll look you up he's picking him up at half six he tells them the night before he tells the the couple who want to call him mum wants them to call him and dad yeah. that he's bailing. Yeah. He packs his bags yeah. and uh, he says, I'm bailing all that. And they just don't really say anything. She starts crying a little mm. bit. No, not even that. They just, they just bail him. Okay. Like they don't say anything to him at all. Wakes up the next morning, doesn't even get a good morning off them. Not like that, everything's just chilled and quiet. It gets to six o'clock. And the fella just comes up to him and just goes, uh, "Matthew, um, we've decided you'll be staying here for the duration of your trip." So he just boots off and, and and smashes a hole in the door. Matthew did. Yeah, he tells the fella, "And he's gonna kill him. <laughs> he's gonna drag him down the uh, down the pavement. And boots off, and the fella just started crying and jibbed it, and he just bails at half six. Quite. yeah, it's quite decent." So he, he exploded on the guy. And yeah. He exploded on the guy and the guy was, Good was story, weird to him. And, 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 and did he get away to
1: the other family? Yeah,
0: or? and then he says, later on, he's with the other family. But they uh, weird or were they okay? He was sound as. And he said he stayed with three different families for the f- following six months all for two months each. And they were all best mates, the, these families. And they were all dead sound. And uh, he said the very last night they all had a send-off for them and they're all playing guitar and having a laugh and getting pissed. And one of them just says, how did you, how did you cope with that family? And he goes, "What do you mean?" He goes, "They're all fucking lunatics." Why? Yeah, but anyway, I don't know what happens next, but a bit of a mad story, like Matthew McConaughey. Good, it's good. It's interesting in that. Well, you, you want to listen to his book then? I'll listen to it. it sounds yeah. great. I'll that. send you it. Yeah. So yeah, that's what's been happening with me. I'm boxing tonight for the first time ever. Well, I've done good lad, snide yeah. boxer size class. Do you know how that this comes about? No. Okay, so I'm walking through town the other night. I, I goes out on a night out on the way home. I'm, uh, I'm walking through the train station on the way back with my girlfriend and another couple, right? And do you ever get on that way, like when people are pissed and you hear them shouting behind you and you think, oh no? Do you get what I mean? You know, like when lads start being weird. Yeah, behind, you
1: think they're gonna start a fight or something. Kicking yeah. off. Yeah, kicking off. You know, off. like
0: loud. Yeah, yeah. Pissed with a crate in his hand. Yeah. So this lad's like, I hear them shouting behind. You're first on the bench press, aren't you, lads? You know, look at the chest on you and like that. So, like, I thought, oh, there we go. He's going to kick off this fella. But he was just proper sound. And he knew <laughs> he knew who you were. <laughs> I turned around thinking, oh, this is going to kick off. And he was just like, all right, mate, I recognize you and, and all that. It turns out that uh, he knows you, he knows me, he watches the podcast and that. So shout out. To uh, Loopy, who's taking me boxing oh, tonight. Oh, yeah, you he told uh, me about him. it, and I actually knew Mickey, his, it? yeah. I actually knew his dad, yeah. yeah. His dad sadly passed away now, but uh, but I knew his dad as well. Okay, we hit it off straight away. So, uh, he's a boxing coach and he, he's taking me boxing on the pads tonight. Oh, great.
1: Is his name Mickey?
0: Yeah, his name's well, I call him Loopy, yeah, but his, I, I think Mickey, his name's yeah. Michael, like so. I don't know if he gets called Mickey, but his dad was,
1: I probably know him, I probably knew his dad, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's amazing, that's just weird. A chance meeting with someone. Yeah. Next thing is your boxing.
0: Yeah, because I just think go for it. Go for it, yeah. And it was proper sound and it was just a bit of weird synchronicity. And I've always wanted to try out boxing. Yeah. Great. Probably, probably be pretty crap like to start, but he's gonna teach me from the basics.
1: Have you ever done it yourself? No, I've never really. I'm a boxing fan, I'm a big boxing fan. Yeah. And worked in boxing rings, doing shows over the years, thousands of boxing rings, and um, which are a difficult crowd, it be a difficult audience. You've got four audiences surrounding a boxing ring. Mm. But I, I became, you know, I was very good. That's it in the end. I, I sussed it out and knew what to do in a boxing ring. I'm a big boxing fan, but I've never really put a pair of gloves on. No. Would you like to ever? Not really. i too old now, but maybe I should have done years ago. But I'm only kind of like, I'm not a big fella. So it could never have been like, uh, you know, cruiserweights or heavyweights or anything like that. So might have been a welterweight, probably. Yeah. Okay. Decent.
0: Yeah. So. But I think that's a, that's everything to catch up with me. Like I've been, but that's a great story. I've been, I've really been listening well. to that book. I've been boxing. Well, I'm boxing tonight for the first time. I've been in the gym quite a lot, working hard, getting these shows on the road, and um,
1: coming to a show I think near that's you. Very right the uh, Matthew Mahoney thing. Yeah,
0: I always he, he says it himself as well. The book is narrated by him. Okay, so that's why why I think it'd be unbelievable for you one day if you ever wrote a book about your life. I think it'd be boss. Yeah, and have you to could do narrate that. it yourself. Narrate it, yeah. We could we could get in here and, and do the audio Let's do for it. it. Okay, yeah. Where would it start off? Give people a little bit of an insight as to what the book would be about. Would it have a happy ending? <laughs> well, the ending would be now. It's not ending. It's not ended. So mean, the life end hasn't ended yet. Well, how, how far away the way through the book are you now? Do you reckon?
1: Kind of three quarters and the yeah. through.
0: And it just it would it ends in whatever happens. You'd next. have
1: to. I'd start off. Yeah. What anyone would want to be kind of like you just skip through going to school and when you were a kid and whatever like at one and, chapter or something and get on to the fact that when I was 20 19 or 20 the first time I went on stage that's what people are interested in what kind of reaction did I remember the first night I went on stage it was the daytime actually the first afternoon what happened when you first picked the mic up that's
0: it yeah so much like that Matthew McConaughey book right yeah so I've listened to like I don't know four chapters or something or maybe two chapters even or something like that yeah but that is a boss story that I've just said. That's yeah, that's a great story. It I stands want to listen out. To the okay, that, yeah. right, right. So, if you were writing your book just off the top of your head now, yeah. and it was like the first few chapters or something like that, are there any stories like that where people would go, "Fucking hell, that's man, <laughs> that happened." Well, not you boot off I'm, in a in a pottery factory or something like that?
1: People, I'll be honest with you, I'll have to do it because I tell people stories, things that have happened in my life. Yeah. And they literally don't believe it. You know, they don't believe that it's true. The true things that have happened.
0: Like, can you just give me an example?
1: Well, like when I was working in Germany, doing that show for the army. Oh, yeah. And I'm telling a gag. And in the gag, the fella said, before you go on, don't do any gags about drugs. Yeah. And I'm doing this, Went on, I've done half of my act, and am doing this silly gag about cannabis and the cuckoo clock. And the house got raided by the police. And midnight, while the police were searching the house, the cuckoo came out the clock and said, Hey, man, it's the midnight hour. But he's silly guy because the cuckoo was on weed. And I just mentioned drugs. And the next thing I knew, I was lying on the floor, like with this fella squeezing me head. Mm. He'd ran. He was this captain of some fucking thing in the army, like an army captain didn't want me to say drugs, and he ran through the crowd and jumped on me, and it was a fucking big fight, and I was rolling over Okay. in this sergeant's mess, in this officer's mess thing, this fucking show, where this fella tried to strangle me for for saying weed.
0: You know? Yeah.
1: A lot of the stuff that's happened to me, you know, you wouldn't believe. It's very kind of like... uh, Is there
0: any mad stuff, though, that, you know, obviously that's before he was famous? So the 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 the, Before be- he was the, the beauty in that Matthew McConaughey thing, yeah, I think is because like obviously he's a fucking major film star now and he smashed it. Yeah. But like thinking of him when he's just a nomar and some fellas being weird to him, and that's what made me laugh because I was like resonating with it because I was thinking yeah. fucking hell, like I mean I've got loads the of stories
1: fella. of when I first started I had no car. Yeah. So I had to get the bus which you go down to Wales, I used to get the bus down to Wales, this uh, Crossville, it was called, bus service. Yeah. Which I used to try to get a lift home off the band. You were normally working with a band anywhere you went, um, but sometimes um, I was on on my own, and if they put you on late at 10 o'clock, you missed the last train back or you couldn't get the bus back. So I had to hitchhike home sometimes. Okay. And sometimes I couldn't get a lift. And I've I've had to go sleep in train stations. No way. Yeah, or I've been asleep. I've slept in phone boxes. How do you sleep in a phone box? Just had my coat with me and my suit that I was with and stuff. You are messing. No, and just got in a phone box and just kind of like laid there till the next morning, fell asleep till seven o'clock till the buses started. And I've even, like, I shouldn't really tell you this, but I've even kind of like seeing cars parked up, when I couldn't get home, a bit i bit been lost. remember being lost once in, well, not lost, I'd done a club somewhere in Shropshire, right out in the countryside, yeah. And when I got in there at 7 o'clock, I was trying to get the guy to put me on at 8 o'clock so I could get the last fucking train at 10 o'clock back to Liverpool, you know, get a taxi to the station. And you wasn't going to do it, really. But the crowd came in late. There was nowhere for me to fucking stay um, this particular night I slept in the dressing room of the club I've done that before mm. stayed in the club overnight that's mad you know till the next morning did they know At least, you it, were there yeah you just... of course yeah, it was a bit warm stayed with people stayed in people's couches I've been like freezing cold in the middle of nowhere thinking couldn't get a lift for hours and then I've seen a car and I've just opened the back of a car mm. the back door of a car the back passenger seat, and just got in and gone to sleep. Fair enough. Till the next day. And just chilled in the back. Just yeah. chilled in the back. I've done loads of stuff like that, you know, and uh, it is what it is. Do you it reckon to be if
0: you wrote a book, yeah. it, people would buzz off it? Do you reckon um, it would be mad? Like, it's not like most people's lives.
1: Is I it? think people find it hard to kind of like, uh, things have changed so much over the years. People find it a lot of it hard to believe. But, it, but it's all true. I mean, I've been very lucky in some ways as well with regard to... Uh, I had two shows booked one night. It was only about 10 years ago. And they didn't want to go to work. I looked out the window in the morning. Fucking snow everywhere. I thought, fucking hell, I've got to get down to Macclesfield. Mm. And I've got to get to witness, got to get to witness. Then nearly kill myself through the snow trying to get to Macclesfield to do another show. So could make like 400 quid double for the, the night, money, yeah. two, two, and double bubble and need the money at the time. And uh, the guy who was doing the Macclesfield show phoned me up and he said, Frankie, we can't do the show tonight uh, because uh, my mother-in-law's been killed in a car accident. I said, fucking hell. I said, I'm sorry about that. He said, don't worry, I'll still pay you. And he said, what's your address? So I just thought you were going to send me the money. And then in the afternoon, about 2 o'clock, I was still lying in bed watching the telly. This fella knocked, and it was like a fella, Royal Mail fella. Okay. In like a postman's uniform. He was in a van, and he I had to sign for cash. He used to be able to send cash to people. That's a match. Registered mail. So he sent me the 200 quid. So I got 200 quid. Didn't have to go. And when I went to witness, uh, I was on with this rugby player fella, and... Um, Neil Holden, it used to play for St. Ellen's, great guy, good friend of mine, Neil Holden. Me and Neil walked in and the guy was organising it. This is 7 o'clock. He said, look, I'm sorry. He said, a lot of people haven't turned up. They're not going to come tonight because of the snow. The snow's about two foot high. So he said, we can't do this show. He said, but I'll still pay as we paid me. So all I did was drive to witness and drive back. I was back in bed by fucking 10 o'clock. And it made £400 for the day. There you go. So, little things like that can happen as well, good things. Matt, so
0: look, conscious that we're uh, running out of time here, I want to say massive thank you to anyone who's been watching or listening. Do make sure you give us a five star review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. If you're on YouTube, make sure you give us a thumb up and get yourself subscribed. Link will be in the bio. Two, if you want, you can buy us a coffee just to be sound. A lot of people have been doing that. Or if you want Frankie to roast you on Memo or Cameo, the links will be in the description for that too. So before we go, fill people in. Coming up on on tour soon, you can get your tour tickets.
1: Yeah, What's the tour tour show going to be like? Have a look on on my website and you'll see we're touring all over the UK. All over the UK, we're going to have some fantastic nights. The first show is in Blackpool on the 5th it's Saturday the 5th of June and we've still got some tickets left so get your tickets because they will all sell out mm. so uh, all the very best and we'll see you all then thanks for Jacob for letting us use the studio and thanks to Will for organising everything as usual nice one he's a star and uh, take care everybody nice one so the Frankie Allen book will be
0: coming soon I hope you've enjoyed listening or watching and we will see you on the next one appreciate it everyone